at some point you've made a choice to do that. And typically that choice has come when you're outside of your moral value. I think about this. If you can't name your values, you're screwed. And in that moment, I looked in the mirror and I said, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer was no excuses, just results. That'd be a great title for a podcast. Chicken wings and content. Dude, we will be so fat. We will, <laughs> we will. be so fat. <laughs> yeah, we will. And rich. Let's go. I'm just going to put it out there as a warning. I did not write today's intro. Wow. All but right, here my, we go. It, it's all my brothers. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we are here to have a good time with you. So go to contentisprofit.com to get started today and join the community lots of awesome people coming in the past two weeks i can share later why i'm gonna raise my hand it's like i've been doing some hard work behind the scenes Fonts. oh yeah. yeah today we have an incredible guest <laughs> it's like you completely ignored that guy i'm like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> we always have incredible people in today's podcast but today's guest i'm sure he is going to surprise you and he's going to deliver massive massive value into your life so make sure you grab your pen and paper and take notes because today we're going to be discovering how he went from homeless to creating his dream life and how he's helping others yes create their dream life that's like Fancy, is there a sponsor today <laughs> indeed we do oh, thank you for asking you're welcome. Say. You're welcome. And today's sponsor is your own Biz Bros! Yes, we sponsor our own podcast <laughs> with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this podcast that you're listening to or watching and you need a fractional content team so we can help you out create consistent daily content, we are here. So slide in the DMs at Beast Bros Co. on Facebook, on Instagram. That's right. And you know what happens every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday? What? what These happens? episodes are dropping to your favorite podcasting platform. So go ahead and follow the show because incredible action points are being said every single day. Hashtag Golden Boulders. Yes. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode, follow, and and leave a five-star review. Thank so you. So a couple of months ago, you know, we went to a live event in Orlando and like every action-packed, knowledge-filled, lack of sleep event we attend, there's a mandatory stop that needs to happen every morning. The coffee shop. Here's where we met this incredible person. As we were talking to a couple of friends, we get introduced to this guy that has a certain presence, an aura, if you want to put it that way, a very inspiring and awesome <laughs> presence. Do you know what I mean? This person has been able to empower over a hundred thousand people to get out of their vortex and to become the heroes of their own story. His incredible goal is to end generational trauma. Freaking loving this. Lots to unpack. Here we go. He has the incredible ability to simplify very complex ideas into simple concepts everybody can execute in order to create a positive change. He has been featured in some of the biggest content platforms in the world, including his own podcast, Think Unbroken, achieving a whooping amount of 212 episodes. Ooh. This guy is on a mission. Please give a warm welcome to the tra trauma survivor coach, the mentor, and the master chef of chicken wings, <laughs> or good friend, Michael, Michael Unbroken. Unbroken. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I don't even know if I want to be on the show now. <laughs> it's too much pressure. <laughs> Dude, Michael, we're so happy to have you here. Uh, we just learned today that you're the master chef of chicken wings. Oh so, you know, next, I'm just putting it out there. Next episode is going to be kind of like those, the hot wings, you know? Hot we're gonna, wings, yeah. yeah. And we're going to be doing that without the, without the spiciness. I'm, I just got to put it out there. You literally can't do it then. <laughs> <laughs> you just eat spicy wings? Is that all you eat? No, man, you, you have to, if you're going to do the challenge, you got to do it all the way, man. Oh, man, uh, that's, well, that's going to be a hard pass. Yeah, we're, we're oh. just going to do chi chicken and content. That's it, chicken wings and content <laughs> chicken without the, hot, the hotness. That'd be a great title for a podcast, chicken wings and content. Dude, we will be so fat. We will, we will. be so fat. <laughs> yeah, we will. And rich. 
Let's go. And Rich, yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Dude, Michael, uh, it's incredible. I'm so excited that we finally are coming together. You know, we had this conversation uh, at that event in Orlando. It was so cool. Like, after I remember sharing with Fonzie after we met you, I'm like, man, like, there's something about this guy that it just feels like good. It feels wholesome and uh in, in part of what you shared with us there but for those that don't know do you want to share a little bit of your story like why this think unbroken brand that you're building the, the people that you're helping like why did that start yeah yeah man look you know we live in a weird society in which people label you when you have mental health disorders when you have ailments when you've had bad things happen in your life they go oh you're broken And I'm just, you know, I remember about six years ago, I was just laying in bed one night and someone had called me broken. And I'm just like, you know, I've been hearing that since I was a little kid. That's not who I am. That's not what I believe. That's not what I think. And it was like light bulb moment, like literally 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. And it's transformed everything about my entire life. And it's an honor to be able to not only serve, but to bring value to people's lives who have suffered through some really dark things, because ultimately the, the truth is we all have the ability to be the hero of our own story. We just need to get out of our own way. And and I've been able to, um, luckily, and, and maybe it's God, spirit, universe, I don't know, man, but like mm-hmm. I was put in a position to do what I'm supposed to do. And so it's kind of like Tony Robbins always says, and, th- and this really struck me a few years ago after hearing him say it again, he was like, life isn't happening to you. Life is happening for you. And, and hearing things like that and being willing to step into the reality of the truth of suffering and how that pain can also become like your greatest asset, uh, has changed my life forever. And so it's been, it's an honor, man. Even just being here with you guys today is, is just an honor. It's crazy. I look at my life and I'm like, it's unbelievable sometimes. Wow, man. Thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, I know, obviously, I've, I've heard a few of your episodes, uh, interviews that they've done to you. You sharing your story. And I know, man, you had a, I think it's an understatement to say, but it's like a pretty rough childhood, uh, you know. Mm. I, I think you, you came from what it would be considered a, a dark place, right? And I am a, a believer that everybody... Obviously, they have their own stories and you get the lessons from your own stories and you can be successful independently of whether your story is similar to one person or the other one, right? But just for the context of the conversation, where are we going? And so people can, you know, know you at a deeper level. Like, I'm curious to know, what, what, like, why was people calling you broken, right? At this moment that you said you were thinking that, uh, like, why was it? Yeah. Well, why don't I give you context? I'll, I'll give you the elevator pitch of my story, right? Because I think context is everything in conversations like this. So when I was four years old, my mother, who was a drug addict and alcoholic, she actually cut off my right index finger. So you can mm. kind of see here uh, mm. a little bit. It's discolored, lots of surgeries, had five different skin grafts. Ooh. And people always be like, well, how could your mother do that? Well, my mother was also a victim of trauma and abuse. She was just continuating the cycle. And she married my stepfather when I was six, who was super abusive. He would kick the crap out of my brothers and I, put me in the hospital multiple times. We spent the majority of our childhood homeless and deeply in poverty. Um, in fact, I lived with 30, three zero, 30 different families between eight to 12 years old. What? When I was 12, my grandmother adopted me. Now you would think that's a godsend, right? You're like, yes, this kid's finally saved, but I'm biracial, I'm black and white. My grandmother was a super racist ass old white lady from a town in Tennessee you never heard of. So now insert identity crisis. Mm. I got high for the first time when I was 12, drunk when I was 13, and at 15, I got expelled from school for selling drugs. And I was still in cars, breaking in houses, hurting people, running from the cops, getting shot at, like the craziest stuff you can imagine. And when I got put into the last chance program at school, I still did not graduate high school on time. Basically, what happened is my summer school teacher hands me my diploma. He's like, dude, you just got to get the hell out of here. You missed 100 days of school. You're getting expelled for fighting all the time. You have a 1.6 GPA. You're out. And I was trying to figure out, like, what is the solution for all of this? What's the solution for poverty, for homelessness, for abuse? It's got to be money, right? 
what else would it be? And so I made myself a declaration. I said, when I'm 21, I want to make $100,000 a year legally. Now, this part was super important. I got family in prison for life to this day. I've been in handcuffs multiple times, and my three childhood best friends have been murdered. I knew the path I was going down. I saw it, man. I saw it as clear as I see the day. And I said, all right, $100,000 a year legally. Mm. Now, the irony in this is the teacher who failed me was my business teacher. And my business teacher, on the day I don't grad, on the day of high school that I go to school to talk about this, I walk up to him, I go, I cannot believe you failed me. He goes, no, 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 you failed yourself. And in that, this amazing thing happens. I'm having this back and forth with him. I'm 18. I'm like pissed off, right? Like acting like I'm the king of the world. And he goes, you need to understand something about life. You can't get by on your charms and your good looks. If you want something, you have to earn it. No one had ever told me anything like that. So I started putting in the work. I started getting skills because skills have utility. I started leading teams at 18 years old, managing fast food restaurants. By the time that I'm 20, heading into 21, I land a job with a Fortune 10 company. Fortune 10, making $100,000 a year. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. But then, but then, that thing happened to me that happens to people when they get money for the first time, and it destroyed my life. And I found myself, I was 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, cheating on my girlfriend, Mm. and that's when I put a gun in my mouth. I was done. I was like, money was supposed to solve all this. And it didn't. Mm. And the next day, I'm laying in bed. Keep in mind, I'm 350 pounds. I'm smoking a joint, eating chocolate cake, and watching the CrossFit games. Like, if that's not rock bottom, dude, I don't know what is. Yeah. And I, I got up and I went and I looked at myself in the mirror, in the bathroom. I'll never understand why I did this. And I remember being eight years old. And the water company, they came, they turned our water off. I grew up in America. I grew up in a major city. Mm. They turned our water off. That's how poor we were. They were always turning off our heat in the winter, our electricity. We got evicted all the time. But on this one particular day, the water company turns the water off. I go in the backyard. I grab this little blue bucket and I walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And I turn on the spigot on the side of their house and I steal water for the first time. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this is not going to be my life. And as I looked in the mirror, I realized it wasn't financially, but in every other way, I was that hurt, lost little boy. Mm. And in that moment, I looked in the mirror and I said, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer was no excuses, just results. And 11 years later, here I am talking to you guys in that process I had to go through therapy, group therapy, men's group therapy, EMDR, CBT, everything you could imagine. I got over 30 trauma-informed education certifications. I have done tremendous amount of personal development, having coaches, going to seminars, like where I met you guys at that, right? I put myself in this position of becoming a learner, of forcing my body, of pushing myself, of gaining knowledge, of learning skills, of letting go of stuff that was holding me back, removing toxic friends and relationships from Mm -hmm. my life, pushing myself in ways I never have. And ultimately, like, it's an honor. I get a coach Thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people listen to me talk about this. I get to write books. I get to speak on stages. Dude, I've spoken in front of 4,000 people. I've spoken in front of 10,000 people with Grant Cardone when he invested into my company, right? I put myself in this position of of massive success Mm. for where I'm at today, but my goal is very simple. I want to end generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information so that another kid never has to tell you a story like I just told you. Wow. Man. The first, thank you for sharing the your story is absolutely I mean I, I 
I don't want to say it to sound bad, but it's it, it's an incredible story, right? And I love the 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 comeback that you've done. Also, I want to point out your storytelling skills. They're absolutely amazing. You had us so freaking invested in every single part of the story. But honestly, like, it sounds like a movie, right? Like, this is the type of stories that movies are made of that you're like, is this thing even real, right? And guess what? For a lot of people, it is very, very real and i think your mission is absolutely incredible the fact that you're trying to end generational trauma so thank you for that i think that is absolutely fantastic i i, I have a few things that i want to dive into but i don't know if you got a comment i do i mean thank you for sharing like just the the fact of of that a lot of people i think especially like in this content world like uh, a lot of a lot of shades are put in front of like between the, our stories and the camera right um it was sometimes not all the stories come out um we've personally lived through situations not as crazy as that but the there are stories that we still hesitate to share right i i remember having a a conversation with this life coach that i knew at the time it was she wasn't my coach i was working in a fitness studio and she comes in and we started talking and i i'm through her questions she she kind of starts pulling this information and these stories out that i'm not willing to share or and at the time we weren't creating anything content wise we we had the beginnings of biz bros working on it and and she's like why don't you share these things and i'm like well i'm really really scared uh, that people back home well first of all i'm really scared to share this like uh when i did share it at first a lot of people were like that's that's bullshit i don't believe in i don't believe in those stories um and second i the people that are gonna see it right now are people that are back home and i'm very happy today like super happy so my fear is like they're gonna they're gonna judge me they're gonna they're gonna be like well he's there and like uh, we're still stuck here and she said something to me where she's like well, what if your story actually helps them see themselves in that position and then it helps them move forward and, and start changing their lives like you took action and, and got that scholarship, right? And to me, like that moment is one of those like treasure moments that, that I have in my life, that that simple, and it was one day and she never came back and I never saw her again, right? Like we're, we're still connected on social, but that, that Mary, if you're listening, thank you. But like to me, that moment meant a lot. And I always go back to now that we work with content every single day and, and, and we help people doing this thing and we do this show. I always go back to that moment whenever I feel that fear of sharing a message that could impact so many. With the story like yours, yours is like a hundred X of what I personally lived, right? And if you want to know, I can tell. But I'm curious, like how, like, What's driving you to share the story? And you have a moment like that because for people that want to put the message out there, that want to help and serve other people, we need to 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 share those stories, right? I I feel like it, it's a must. So, what was that moment for you? Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm really glad that you had that moment with Mary because, you know, I do believe life is a movie. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but I, I believe we live in the matrix, not like in a simulation, but we have the ability to create anything. Like, I know we've been able to see this happen. I mean, I think about this. If if Russell, if, if Branson, Richard Branson can put, you know, a spaceship in outer space, why can't you quit your job? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so what, what I think about all the time is, the, the truth of the reality that we do have the ability to create greatness, but you've got to be willing to face fear mm. and, and storytelling when it comes to your brand, when it comes to who you are as a person, even when it comes to connecting with people on an intimate or vulnerable level requires you facing a certain amount of fear, right? Mm. It's scary. You even said it. It's scary. This idea of doing this. Mm. When I first shared my story, it wasn't public. Like it was with my therapist. It was with, you know, people important and close in my life. And so I already was starting to have my head wrapped around it to some extent. I will say this. If you go back seven years ago, which is the first time I really publicly shared it, I, I don't have regret about sharing it, but I probably wasn't ready. But then you think about this, you're never ready. Mm. Ready is never going to be there. But mm. you do have to be willing to face your fear because if you don't, then what's going to happen is nothing's going to be different. Yeah. 
And so if you're in this position where you're like, okay, I want to share my story to create impact. The first thing that always comes to my mind is, is the story owning you or are you owning the story? Because if the story is still owning you, you're not ready. If you, you know, and, and look, I'm not trying to throw shade at people, but if you're hopping on Instagram crying because of something that happened, you should not be talking about it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not in a place yet where you're healthy around that thing. And, and I think that can be pretty toxic for people. It can also be very powerful. So I, I don't, again, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just trying to create context here. Yeah. Get a yeah. lot of clarity about where you are in your life and whether or not you're in a place emotionally where you can share this. Absolutely. Because like when you get to the place that I am in and you're sharing this information, I'm telling you guys stories that I am okay with telling. There are things that have happened in my life that are so dark they will never leave my therapist's office because they don't need to be brought to reality. They don't yeah. need to be put back into light. I don't want that energy there. And yeah. so it's just about a having massive clarity about what it is that you want to convey B making sure that you have healthy boundaries around it. And then C understanding, like speaking, since we are talking about it from a content business perspective, is this something that values or devalues the brand? Because if you're not in brand alignment and you're sharing these stories, people are not going to connect and resonate with you. Plus, people can smell bullshit really easily. So you're doing this in a contrived way because you believe that sharing this quote unquote story is going to help you make money. You might as well quit now because you already lost. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's extremely powerful right there. I think that's a good three-step kind of like mini framework on determining should I share this story, right? And I feel like... I heard it somewhere, and I, I might be butchering it. I might not be saying it correctly, but it was something like, it's not okay to share the wound. Like, share the scar, not the wound. Something like that, right? Yeah. And I think that goes hand in hand with what you were saying. Like, hey, if you're jumping on and you are crying about it, you're probably still not ready to to share this, right? And I, I do want to keep going on this topic and we can we can come back here but i just had a question that i wanted to ask about your story previously right actually two questions that if i feel like if we go down this road i might forget them and i'm gonna regret not asking them (laughs) but and, and i'm gonna make the two questions at once right the first one is where did that awareness came from right because i feel like some people and i was actually thinking about this driving here i'm like dude like i feel like some people just go through their life just like in a single motion, right? Like not not questioning things, like not thinking about like, why is this thing happening or why am I here, right? Like, like how can I move on to the next level? They're just like in a very convenient and complacent place and they're just happy there, which, you know, if they're happy there, it's okay. Like, that's fine. I'm not criticizing, but I'm just curious, right? Like not everybody gets that amount of awareness and I feel like people that are surrounded by so many challenges, they found it very difficult to find that awareness as well because they're just overwhelmed with maybe negativity, right? They're consuming, why is this happening to me? Like, what are all these problems around me? Maybe just trying to hustle in their way out of their situation and they don't get the time and space to actually think and, you know, come to terms of like, okay, how am I going to step out of this situation? So, Number one, I'm very curious about how did you find that awareness? Number two is, do you ever now, right after all this growth, find yourself in a place that sometimes your identity might want to like regress to what it was before, right? Like, you know, days where you find friction on being Michael and broken, right? And instead it's like trying to be, your old self. I'm so curious about that. Yeah. Well, look, you know, to answer your first question there, there's something, and and this is me personally. I, I recognize that 27 years old that I had no confidence. I had no self-esteem. I had no belief. And people be like, wait, but you were working for fortune 10 company, making six figures and running a side hustle and making another hundred thousand. Yep. Did not believe in myself at all. Mm. Poor relationship, poor lifestyle, poor habits, poor everything, right? 
And when when I go back and I look at kind of the trajectory of my life, what I always tell people to do is is look for causation and correlation. And what that really means is there's something that has happened in your experience that has led you to where you are. As a child, I was stubborn. Like even though like the chaos of my life, I was super stubborn. And so both my greatest power and attribute and my greatest character flaw is that I'm stubborn. <laughs> and so self-awareness eluded me for a very long time mm. because I already knew the answer to the question. Talk about the ultimate fixed mindset, yeah. right? I already have the answer. I don't need your opinion. Whatever you say don't matter. Like I'll figure it out on my own. You, you know, we've all had that, right? You name that and that's how I was. I think self-awareness really only truly comes to those who are willing to go and find it. Because you grow up in this way where you're told you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not capable enough, you don't deserve this, this is your, like, whatever that is, and that gets embedded in you. And then you start to believe that. And then what happens is one day you're like, wait, I don't know how to be me. And then you rewind and you go, wait, have I ever been able to be me? Because when you were in third grade, you were sitting there and you were coloring and you made the moon purple. And the teacher came up to you and she goes, Fonzie, that's not how you make the moon. How dare you? The moon is yellow and you're ostracized, embarrassed in front of everybody. And then suddenly you're like playing at recess and the other kids are like, don't hang out with Fonzie. He makes the moon purple. That kid's weird. And then suddenly you turn yourself off and you start to bend who you are to placate other people. Because when you pretend to be what they want, you're safe. Your favorite band is their favorite band. Your favorite color is their favorite color. And suddenly what happens is people actually go, wait a second, you're being weird. The only thing you're doing is pretending to be someone that you're not. Mm. But why? Because it's a defensive mechanism. It serves you. It creates safety in your life. Dude, the most dangerous thing I could be as a kid was myself. The fastest way for me to get punched in the face or thrown into a wall was to have an opinion. And so you learn how to turn off. You learn how to become a robot. And that serves you, right? It serves you. It keeps you safe. But then you're 18, 26, 37, 58 years old, and you don't know how to be yourself. You don't know how to say yes or no or have mm -hmm. boundaries. You don't know what your values are. You don't know how to build things that you want because it's only ever been stripped and taken away from you. See, the thing about trauma and abuse that people don't really understand is it's actually your identity has been stripped your identity, who you are, has been taken. And the only way, to your point about self-awareness, that you are going to find it is you must seek it. Now, the downside of that is there's two ways you can seek it. One, you can be ahead of the curb and you're listening to content like this. You're already consuming personal development. You're going yeah. to therapy. You're already figuring it out. That's 1% of people. Most of the time, it's the rock bottom moment that puts you into the spiral of the vortex and the chaos of the reality of your life that makes you question shit and go, yo, I need to figure <laughs> some fucking stuff out because yeah. my life is in trouble. Yep. And in that, you start to seek self-awareness. And for those that do, they will find success in their life. For those that do not, whew, the struggle will not stop. Yeah. And so the truth of the reality is if you want self-awareness, I hope to God you listen to this. Yeah. But the reality is probably not coming until the downfall. But in the darkness is light, and that's powerful. Now, as for the second part of your question, look, everybody's going to fall back. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to do that thing they said, I'm never going to do that again. You guys have done it. I've done it. I've been like, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Fucking nine months later, I'm like, oh my God, I can't I believe I that. did that again. <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's part of the human experience. Yeah. One yeah. of the most important things for you to understand is at some point you've made a choice to do that. And typically that choice has come when you're outside of your moral value. I think about this. If you can't name your values, you're screwed. You've got Ooh. to figure that out first because when you operate through the narrative of your values, the step backs and the fall downs are far less common, right? My values are honesty, kindness, self-actualization, leadership, and no excuses. 
I feel like that's who I am. And so when I operate in the world, that's how I try to show up. When I screw up, which I promise you I do, and I will again, I course correct. I ask a harder question. Yeah. What was it that happened in my life that led me to this moment in which I took down my values to do something outside of my moral character to feel significance in the world? Huh. How, how do, how do people... Ask, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Mike. When you ask yourself a question of that nature the only thing you can do is find the truth. Mm. And so when I fall back, when I make a mistake, I don't destroy myself over it. That's the most important thing, man. Like, guys, I wish people would understand this, and men especially. I'm only contexting men because we're men here in this room together. We destroy ourselves over the mistakes that we make because we hold ourselves to such a high standard because you got to be the man. You got to man up. You got to show up. Don't cry. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a little bitch. Figure it out. Work through it. Be the strongest dude in the room. Be the alpha. Never be the beta. Show up. Drive the nice car. Have a great body. Make all the money. Have the hot girlfriend, right? But you don't know how to cry. And you don't know how to be emotionally available for your partner. And people, why don't you talk to me? And it's because you've held yourself to such a high standard of what it means to be a man in an unperfected society that there's no space for you to mess up. And so what happens when you mess up? Think about this because we all know this person. They mess up and they go get trashed at the bar. They mess up. They destroy their relationship. They mess up. They get fired from the job. Why? Because they can't handle failure. Because failure is more disastrous than anything else in their life. And the truth is, when you can get comfortable with failure, because it's fucking inevitable, it's going to happen. When you can get comfortable with failure and hold on to the truth that in failure you learn, and you can adapt the understanding that when you are a learner, you no longer will tie yourself to outcome, but instead to effort, mm. right? One of the mm. greatest things my mentor Tom Billy has ever taught me. What happens is you are able to then navigate the world through a scope of a person who values themselves for what they do, not what the outcome of their effort is. Wow. Golden Boulder, please. You're, you're asking why we had these controllers. Dude, uh, yeah, you, uh, get, you get yeah. the full on standing ovation too. Studio clap. Yeah, this was. Um, thank you, thank you. This for, was like, absolutely for like amazing. three seconds, uh, I'm, like, I'm trying to process. Because as you're explaining these things, I'm like, okay, it, it, they make so much sense, like in the like in the life version of this, like your daily life, right? And it makes so much sense also on the business side. You go parallel, right? And it goes also so, so much sense in the publishing aspect because we have to deal with all of that to be able to, you know, put our voice out there and and and, and help and serve. Um, the question I had was. How, um, yeah, that's, that's a great question, right? No, 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 hold on. I'm trying, <laughs> <laughs> how, just how, uh, tell me all the house. Um, how, how do you start? So, let's say somebody, if you're lost, right, in and, and your values, and, and you're like you're in this position of vortex, what is the first thing somebody has to do? How, how do somebody has can find their value? They're like, I, I have no idea, right? I'm in the at the bottom of the vortex, and it's crazy, right. Um, yeah. you know, I, I'll put some context, right? For us, um, our family, I don't think we've had like family values that, you know, we can name all of them, but because of the behaviors of our parents and what we were told, you know, as a child, like honesty, right? Like, uh, re being responsible, being humble, like all these things, some of them have come back and bite us in the ass many times. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we're like evolving. We're like trying to figure things out for ourselves as well. And then when we're trying to do it for the business. It, not gonna lie, it was a little bit of a challenge, right? So, like, um, I, I don't think we're quite there yet. Like, it could, it could move forward. But how do, how do, like, if you're in that like noisy place, in that vortex, in the middle of the whole craziness, what is something that people can do, like, to stop and be like, this, this is the beginning of of my climb up? How do I, how do I pick my values? Yeah. So, well, I, I think it's twofold, right? I think the very, very first thing that you have to do, and which I dare you to do, I challenge everybody listening to this to do this. Go and look at yourself in the mirror for five minutes. I dare you. 99.9% .9 of people listening to this right now, either A, won't do it, or B, will stop before they hit five minutes. Mm. 
Because the truth about this, and this was what I did, and again, I don't understand why I did this. And when I read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins and him talking about the mirror too, I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing to have in common. And because what I discovered for myself was when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can't lie. Mm -hmm. You cannot hide from the truth in that mirror. You can lie to me. You can lie to your homies, your partner. You can even lie to God, but you cannot lie to yourself. Because when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, there ain't nowhere to run to. Mm. And so when you can do that first, you're going to answer a lot of questions, right? What do I need to be doing with my life? Where am I not showing up? What am I missing the mark on? How am I letting people down? How am I letting myself down? Who is the person that I want to be? What does it take to become that person, right? I think everything in life is about creating questions. You need context, and values are simple, while also simultaneously the most complicated thing that we do. And as an entrepreneur and business owner, one of the things that I always think about is like my values are my brand. My brand is my values. I am also my values, but I'm also my brand, especially if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, like the alignment around values is everything because you need people to be on the same page as you. Yeah. But most importantly, you need to know as the leader, right? You need to know as the leader where you stand at all times. My values, I know my values in and out, front and back, as defined by me, for me. Honesty, kindness, leadership, self-actualization, no excuses, period. That is the way I operate. If you do not know your values, the greatest thing that you can do, and I'm not even joking, is you go, this is what I did. You go dictionary.com. And you just start typing in words that you think are words that resonate with who you are. Mm. Stop making excuses. Stop looking for somebody to come and give you the magic pill to help you figure your shit out because it ain't happening. But if you want to figure out your value, think about this. Values are like a funnel. So up here at the top of the funnel, this is the entry point, right? Yeah. Everything that comes into your life that you have to make a decision about filters down through that value system. And when it comes through the bottom, it's either a yes or a no, right? When you have your values, it's a filtering system to help you determine that. When you don't have a value system, everything just filters down into chaos. Mm. How do I know what I want to do in my life? Well, if I'm operating through honesty, when you ask me to come on the show, and I'm not aligned with the show because I don't believe it's in alignment with the company's brand mission or values, I'm going to tell you no. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sacrifice that because it filtered through, said honesty. Okay, cool. Is this in correlation with my values, the way that the biz bros do business? Yes or no? Well, honesty, kindness, self-actualization, leadership, do they carry any of those traits? Yes, they do. Okay, great. Then the answer is yes. You guys send me the show, man. What are my values? Money, sex, cars, women, biceps. <laughs> I'm not coming on your show. Not happening. <laughs> I'm not coming on your show. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't have values and you don't know where to begin, literally get a dictionary, go to dictionary.com. It's free. Start looking up. I did a whole like two part episode on my podcast about values. Yeah. There's books about values. There's read principles by Ray Dalio. I don't care. Stop making excuses. Go and find what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you put all this into a very simple framework, right? And we had Katie Richardson here a few days ago. Actually, her, her episode just uh, released yesterday. So go check it out. Um, And she said, you know, it is, she mentioned this so many times. It is simple, but it's not easy, right? And this is exactly what you're talking about. Like, it is simple, but it's not easy to stay with your values, to actually act according to your values. It's simple to go dictionary.com, pick the words that you want to do. But again, it's not going to be easy to start with it. But at the, at the same time, providing that framework of, These are my values. I'm going to filter my decision through these just makes it so much better because then on the other side, you, you know you're going to be making the right decision. And I think that is so, so important. I'm, I'm actually thinking right now, when have I literally filtered my choices through 
you know, what I consider my, my values right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do that, that exercise. I have a, a sheet that I call the daily ritual that I read, not every morning, but, you know, a few times a week. And in there I have my values. But if I'm being honest, I'm failing myself because I don't know them top to bottom like you know yourself. And I think that is a must. You need to know them top to bottom so when you're faced with a decision you go through that framework and then make yeah. it. So I think that is so, so and, important. And, and look also like your, your values don't have to become dogma. And what I mean by that is you don't have to hold on to those values so strict and tight that there's no room for evolution because mm. ultimately I've had values kind of change as my life has ebbed and flowed. Yeah. I've got a couple that have always been stationary kindness, honesty, and leadership have always been stationary values. But when you, when you can name them off in the way that I do, it's not just about knowing a word. It's about knowing what that word means, right? Leadership to me is like, how do you show up every day? How do you be the person ahead of the charge, having the conversation nobody else is having? Yeah. Kindness yeah. is about like, how do you show up and actually give value to people and be kind? Like, think about this. If I was an asshole when we met in Florida, do you think we'd be talking right now? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so it's not only enough to have the words in your head, you need to define what they yeah. mean in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Words matter. Words matter. Words um, matter. I have the argument with, with my wife. Um, she's a very <laughs> blunt person and she says it as it is. Uh, and I'm like, Katie, words matter. And she's like, no, they don't. So I'm going to play this to her. <laughs> and we're going to be like, Katie, please listen to Michael. You don't you're going to be sleeping me. on the couch, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. It's okay. I, uh, I'll play PS5. I'll be fine. <laughs> the, uh, go, going off of the the framework topic, right? And I love, yeah. obviously, man, like we are very passionate, I feel like, in the topic of identity and personal development. And we totally believe that your business grows to the extent that you do. So if you don't grow as a person, your business is going to just be there stagnant, right? So, but I'm extremely curious, man, because you are so well-spoken, right? You have, you know, content. I can tell you have developed the skill of storytelling, sharing your, your ideas, right? Putting your ideas into words. You've done the reps at the end of the day, right? You put yourself out there consistently and share everything. So I'm extremely curious, like when did you first, when did you decide that you needed to put yourself out there? Like, this is my mission. I need to share my message with everybody, the people that I want to, that I want to help, right? This is in part how I'm going to end that generational trauma. And, and then how do you manage to, Stay consistent, right? Because that is one of the biggest challenges people face when creating content. At the end of the day, they start, yep. then they stop. It's kind of like the New Year resolutions, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, let me go. Three days in, they stop, and then they wait till next year to make a whole new one and, mm -hmm. and fail all over again. So, you know, yep. do you have any frameworks that fit inside that consistency? What are you looking for? I'm super curious on how do you see the world of content creation? Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> yes. That's it. Do what you say you're going to. The problem is you're negotiating with yourself. Mm. I'll do it later. Oh, let me hit the gym first. Oh, I'll do it after this. I'll do the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't negotiate with myself ever. Mm. If it's decided, it is decided. Period. I don't think I don't contemplate it. I don't measure it against probabilities and outcomes. I said, here, I'll give you great context. This year we're releasing 365 episodes of think unbroken podcast. Yes. We're, we're halfway through February. I haven't missed a day. My team knows exactly what's up, dude. I had surgery laid up in bed for a week. Couldn't get out of bed. I promise you. I laid there with this fucking phone and I recorded a podcast. So awesome. You do not negotiate with yourself ever. But look, here's the, let's create real context around this, right? Yeah. So, so people are always like, yeah, I have this idea about marketing and this thing that I want to do, but I, I'm, I don't do it or I do it once. The problem is, let me ask you this question. Why don't either of you have a business bros or content as profit t-shirt on right now? <laughs> I, I know, man. I, I kind of, I, 
probably knew that was coming. Uh, We'd be negotiating with ourselves. Okay, so you don't have an answer, and I'll tell you why you don't have an answer. Because people do this so often. I'm not trying to call you guys out. Look, this is not no, like I love it. I love promise, this. But, we but this. I'm creating context because I want you to understand something. People cheer for football teams more than they cheer for their own business. Yes. People will wear Balenciaga shoes, Tommy Hilfiger hats, drive Maseratis, and not wear their T-shirt. Not wear their brand, not talk about mm-hmm. it. But why? This is what I'm getting to, but why? There's a level of it where like, I get it. I wear the same shirt every day. It's super annoying. I'm not going to lie. But I do it because I know it's a part of the responsibility of the brand. The other part of it is people are terrified to talk about their brand because of shame, of judgment, of ridicule. That somebody else is going to say, I don't like that idea, Luis. It's a stupid idea. And you're going to go, I knew it. Why do I even bother? And that comes from those moments of being a child. That comes from the moments of when you're 12, 14, 18, 22. You're in school. Think about this. You're told from the youngest age exactly how to live your life and you're put into a box. Walk on the right side of the hall. Raise your hand to go to the bathroom. You eat lunch at 12, 10 p.m. Not 12, 17, 12, 10. And then you go to college. And what does college do if you're lucky enough to go there? It teaches you even more how to form a line. Go in here, get this degree, get this job. And then you get in the job. It's the same thing ad nauseum. Mm. And so when you get to this place in your life where you're like, I want to go and create. I want to put this thing that I believe in into the world. You're so terrified of doing it because you've always had a game plan in front of you of someone else telling you what to do. Mm. And now you don't have that anymore. And now you're paralyzed by it because you have to do something difficult, which is called critical thinking. But think about this. Critical thinking is actually stripped from you because you have a syllabus for everything. You don't even have, dude, like realistically for a lot of people, all you have to do is show up and 99% of your life is done. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then when you get into this idea of being an entrepreneur, let me tell you this. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And yes, I've worked jobs and careers because sometimes you got to hustle, right? Yeah. The one thing I know true about entrepreneurship is that nobody has given you a game plan and you've got to be the coach of the company. And so when you say to yourself, I'm going to create content that I put out into the world, you have to let go of the fear of judgment because guess what? People don't like you anyway. But that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Dude, look, look guys, people don't like me. We like you. <laughs> you but 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 look, I'll blow your mind for a second. I don't care. I don't, yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. And that's and that's not a negative thing because when you let other people influence who you are, you bend to who they want you to be so that you feel safe. And so when you're in this place in your life and you're like, I want to put out content, go look at my social media. We put out 30 pieces of content a day, every single day, no matter what, 365 days a year, period. 95% of that content is my face, right? <laughs> yeah. Me talking, me putting stuff out there, right? And, and the truth about it is you have to be willing to accept the reality that people don't like you. Dude, I've had people message me and be like, I hate your book because the grammar sucks. I'm like, and? What does I have to do with anything? Yeah, you read it. <laughs> exactly. Or, or people will be like, who are you to talk about trauma? You don't have a college degree. I'm like, so? What does that have to do with the hundreds of thousands of people who consume my content? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You're, you're in your own way because you're scared of judgment and criticism when your very idea and the thing that you're holding on to that you believe could change the world, you're not putting out there is fucking selfish. You're taking from somebody else. You're taking away teaching someone the thing that you had to learn the hard way that could save their life. You're worried about content? Come on. You're being selfish. Seriously. Because look, here's the truth. Your book, that thing that you're going to write, your podcast, your content, your thing could be the thing that I need that changes my life forever. You're not going to give me that? Well, you're being a fucking selfish asshole. Because you're worried that somebody else is going to judge you. Dude, they already don't like you. It's fine. Let go. Mm -hmm. Let go. Because look, when you have your identity tied into the opinion of other people, you will never win. 
Dude. Wait. Yeah. Bro, this is like... You brought the helmet, Fonzie. Yeah, yeah, you're you're on fire today, Michael. Um, Dude, no, no, but look, this is my real life. Like, this is yeah. a show. I'm not putting this on. You guys the, have seen me in real life. This oh, yeah. is just some guy you met on the internet. Like, this is who I am. And if yeah. I can teach yeah. people the truth about owning who you are, you will win. I never pretend to be anybody but me. And that's the truth about life. And when you apply that to your life, your relationship, your career, your business, your entrepreneurial endeavors, the way that you do everything, you win. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I do want to... Michael, this conversation... Once again, I do want to point that out that you just said. It's like, this is who I am. That is absolutely 100% true. Like when we met you in Funnel Hacking Life, that is the presence that we were talking about, the aura that we were talking about at the beginning on the intro. Is just that. It's like, dude, this guy is so genuine. It, he is himself. And now that you mentioned your values to us, I can tell you that I, based on that one experience, right? That, that is the one experience that we've been together. I can tell you live through your values and you are yourself. So yes. that's absolutely amazing. But, you know, these reactions are more because you're just dropping go- golden boulders everywhere. <laughs> and we're like, dude... <laughs> This is too intense. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And uh, I'm just getting started, man. Oh, we haven't even right. talked about business yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, gonna... we haven't even pulled out the chicken wings. I know. Uh, part two <laughs> needs to happen. So, so here's, you know, universe works in mysterious and awesome ways, right? Yeah. Like the, the conversation that we've been having applies literally to our day to day. I just came out of an interview and the guy was like, like, I can't believe like how, like first of all, like how open you are that we're sharing a lot of the stuff that we're doing today, right? Like in, in, in our thing, then what's working, what's not like we're being just super open. Right. And I'm like, look, I, I had conversations all this week and I'm about to have another one. That's probably going to feel that way, which is this one about that. Be a hundred percent you. Right. And, and here's, here's my thought process. I, I started to identify this moment in my, these moments in my life that are very parallel. One was I was operating from a place of being me. I accept, like, I do not care what all this think about how I act, what I do. I do not care. I'm just going to go chase that. And I'm going to describe the situation in just a second. And then the other one was the complete opposite. Both happening at the same time. So this is way back. I was playing soccer in, in Venezuela. I was playing with two different teams. One team was pretty high category in there. I was not playing much. I was just, you know, keeping it to myself, trying to fit in with that group. I was not part of that school. I was like, trying to say you were a bench warmer. I was a bench warmer <laughs> in that team. Absolutely. Yes. So, and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't being at least myself. he was on the bench. Where were you at? <laughs> well, he's three years older the, than me, so that, that's why you. I wasn't there. I, thank you, Mike. All I'm hearing is excuses. All I'm hearing is excuses. Three what does that have to do with you? That's nothing to do with you. I <laughs> know, uh, like little brother complex over here. And then the other team, right? The other team um, started 11. We went to Italy, got selected to play in Italy. Same year, both teams in the same season, right? So... I've identified episodes in my life where that's where that happens, right? And I notice like it's a certain environment, it's a certain type of people, or like how I approach that situation, right? Like I'm not I'm not putting external factors, but like I'm I'm trying to understand like why I'm I'm acting in a certain way so I can and I can do it. And this week has been massive clarity in that sense, like. For example, our show we show up a hundred like a hundred percent. We're like these are things that we are working today to be aware so we can we can continue to do this, right? So this conversation was like the thing that I needed to finally like solidify that thought process. I'm like, oh, I'm identifying these moments in my life where I acted 100% me and this was the awesome outcome that I wanted, that it fulfilled, that it helped a bunch of people around me. And on the flip side, the, the yin and yang scenario is like, this is how I acted the complete opposite, not being myself, trying to please others, trying to like put on this crazy fake face maybe and it did not go the way I went well no shit like that's that's probably why so like just the fact of being aware of those moments it has helped me tremendously this week to be like okay and this was like the perfect conversation for me personally to like and so I, I want to thank you Michael for like putting this stuff out there and 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 call, calling yeah. us out in a certain way right like it is it, it was very impactful so thank you I yeah of course Lately, I've been reading this book. It's called The Truth. It has something... By, by Neil Strauss? Yes, dude. 
It's, right. it's my it's one of my top three favorite books of all time dude yes it's absolutely amazing I'm, i got like 10 percent left i haven't finished it yet but you know I, i'm not gonna lie i read the game by neil strauss and i was like dude this is amazing and then i saw that he had a different book right a total different stage of his life and i was like I, i'm going through you know some stuff in my relationship and i was like i need to read this i want to i want to see what this is all about and i've been reading the book and i was like Dude, this book packs some really good things, right? And obviously, we could do an episode on just the book. <laughs> but he talks about that, you know, generational trauma. Going back into his childhood, like, why am I the way that I am? And he starts discovering all these things. And through that, I've been kind of like doing what my brother has been talking about right now. And kind of like a little bit... With, It's been the topic in the last two weeks, I feel like, this identity and just, mm -hmm. like, checking who you are. And, man, just like you're saying, like, I've been going back to specific episodes in my life where, you know, maybe I was called lazy, right, or a procrastinator. And guess what? I still find my place today in, in moments where I have a very clear task to do, a one, like... A day where I only have one task to do and guess where I find myself procrastinating, right? And it's like this clarity on how we have been programmed through programmed through our, our entire life now is just so bright that I'm I, it feels like a superpower in a sense. That I'm like, okay, I can go back to that place now, see how can I change that or change my belief around that. And then make the choice today here in the present to change it and do something for the positive, right? It's absolutely incredible. So, just like my brother, thank you. And we're definitely going to have to talk about the truth because, yeah, Neil Strauss is absolutely amazing. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you're, and you're welcome. And I, I think that the, the reality is it's, you know, you have to be willing to look for these things. You have to be willing to accept the answers that come with it also because you you know as you've been in this even though it's two weeks you've come to some dark places in this yeah. you've come to these moments in this where you're like damn yo that did happen but that's always where it begins right that acknowledgement of what is what gives you the ability and, and sets the cadence for what's next because people will like I'll, I'll, I'll caution you right because people will start this journey and they'll get to this place where you're at right now and they're like questioning the past and then they get paralyzed mm. why because you open pandora's box because i promise you the more you think about the past the more the past will present itself and the more things that will be there for you to have to make meaning of and for some people that's crippling mm. and that's why i always tell people have a therapist Have a coach, build your team, have the right emotional support, because if you try to do this all by yourself, failure is often imminent. Whereas if you have it, think about this, right? I mean, we'll go back to the, the football reference, right? Yeah. You have a general manager for the team, right? You're the general manager of your team and you have one mission, right? To win the championship. But your championship in life is going to be different. For some people, it's build the best content platform. For other people, it's build the best, you know, entrepreneurial endeavor business. For the other people, it's be a great mom. For other people, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But what happens in that is when you're building and you're trying to go towards these things without having support, you cannot win the championship. Because if you don't have a left winger, how are you going to cover that side of the field? And that mm -hmm. means coach therapist, uh, you know, maybe it's listening to personal development, reading the books, right? It's all these things. You've got to build this structure around you. You know, they, they talk about this all the time. You're the sum total of the people you spend the most time with. Like that is so incredibly true. Like yeah. I go look at the people I spent time with at 18 years old who are no longer my friends, who are no longer people I spend time with. That's been almost 20 years. Those people, they're still doing the same thing. Last weekend, I'm not flexing, but I know the people listening to this will appreciate this because we're entrepreneurs and business owners. Last weekend, I had dinner with three billionaires. Mm. Who is the company that you keep? 
Because if order to reach your championship, you're going to have to make sure the right people are in your life. And so when these questions start coming up, make sure you have the appropriate support because without that, you're making the journey so much more difficult. Wow. I love that. I, I put here in my note, pieces, pieces to success, right? And it's about just surround, putting yourself in that right environment. I feel like a lot of people talk about motivation, inspiration, and I think there's been studies done that, mm -hmm. you know, motivation and inspiration are like a temporary thing. You know, they, you wake, you wake up in the morning and you're ready to work out. And by the end of the day, if you didn't work out, it's going to be maybe 20 times more challenging to actually get yourself to do it because you're not going to be as motivated as you were in the morning, right? New Year's, you're super motivated to do your New Year resolutions. Day three, you're not as motivated anymore. But if you surround yourself and put yourself in the right environment, just like you're doing, right? Having dinner with well, billionaires or, or just... And that, that's, look, dude, and that's why I do not let motivation be a factor in my life. Mm. I, there's nothing that motivates me. I'm not motivated. Mm. I decided. I committed. Mm. I don't negotiate with myself. I can get you motivated right now. You want to get motivated? I bet I can get you so fired up we can go run a fucking marathon right now. <laughs> But what are you what are you going to do tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. What are you going to do tomorrow, right? Motivation doesn't work. Motivation does not work. What works is discipline. What works is not negotiating with yourself because that moment when you're procrastinating you're negotiating with yourself you're in your head you're thinking about oh well if i do all these things or blah 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 or there's the other side of it which i don't know if we have enough time to get into but people are terrified of success there's a level of self-sabotage in our life in which you know we're, we're getting better and things are growing and it's finally working out but we're so used to the opposite where if we don't tear it down a little bit we don't feel comfortable Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. challenge yourself to be comfortable in greatness you'll stop procrastinating dude i'm gonna put this other before you answer anything okay we're gonna book part two <laughs> and we are gonna make this happen it's gonna be in person eating wings <laughs> like, I'm, i love it I'm, let's do it yeah let's make that happen honestly i think it's it's this has to be a and, and we can talk about this This we can start with that fear of, of success, right? But everything you said was spot on. I personally, I used to be that guy that listened. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with this and trying to like personally motivate yourself once in a while and listen to these tapes that is awesome. But you know, when I was playing soccer, I used to put those on and like try to get in this in the in the zone. But knowing the concept of putting yourself in the right environment. And like you're saying, like not negotiating with yourself, being decisive, knowing that, right? And then acting accordingly to your values. We're going back, right? To what we were talking before. I think it just makes things what It just gives you that consistency, right? At the end of the day, is that compound effect that is... Compound effect is not a big spike at the beginning and then it just keeps going, right? It just starts slowly and then it starts growing exponentially. And I think this is what it's all about, is that decisiveness of taking action every single day, getting better, getting 1% better every single day. So I think this is a great point. I know we got like, what, like five more minutes maybe. We got to wrap it up here yeah, in a little it, bit. If not, I will be sleeping in the couch because <laughs> I'm going to miss the pickup time for Lucas. The baby pickup time. <laughs> so, um, all right. Last question of the show, right? I think I think there's so many. I think people can go and and pick their action point. Like I, I love the dictionary <laughs> one for the values, right? I think that's like a very low friction moment where they can do that. And then the five minutes in front of the mirror. I think those two are mm. golden. So yeah. fun fact: I actually did the five minute in front of the mirror this past month because it was part. Of, I was doing like this twenty five twenty one day challenge. And that was one of the exercises. It was doing it at the very beginning and then doing it towards the end and kind of like comparing that difference. It was very intense. That's, that's what I got to say. It was very intense and it was really cool. The difference at the end and you're like, wow, it, it, it gives you a perspective and it surprises you. It's like, is this how I think of myself? Right. You're surprised of the, the things that, that come out when you're looking at yourself 
in the eyes. I gotta do it. I haven't done it. Yeah, you gotta uh, do it. I gotta do it. Um, All right, that, with that we're gonna put that as a to do, and then we're gonna check in with you on the next episode. Don't procrastinate. Don't negotiate with yourself. Making the decision. Michael, I'm going <laughs> why, to why, why are you looking at me while you're saying that? Because <laughs> you're, you're the one that just said the thing. Okay. He's like, yeah, don't, don't procrastinate. <laughs> uh, Michael, this has been incredible. Uh, last question, probably favorite question that uh, for us. Uh, where, where will you be if you never published? See, I don't even think that way, man. It's not even negotiable. I don't even like, because I'm like, I decide, I've decided what I want to do with my life. And so that means, dude, I'm telling you right now, like this, no excuses, just results. Like that might actually be the thing I paint on this wall back here. I just moved. I'm trying to figure out what to put back here. It might be no excuses, just results because yeah. like, I, I, I don't even think that way. I cannot even allow that into my mind because the second I do, I'm not going to do it. Cause then I start Oof. going, well, maybe I can do it tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Ah, it's so good. Um, thank you for your honesty, man. Like, yeah. Um, we gotta. I, it's powerful. We gotta hang out more. That's just all I'm gonna <laughs> say. Uh, we we need more Michael oh, in our life, bro. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate you guys, man. This has been amazing. Man, where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Where can people learn more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm everywhere on social at Michael Unbroken. Um, and you can check out the Think Unbroken podcast. Just search Think Unbroken podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or uh, thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And I tell people all the time, I put everything there. You don't have to read a book. You don't have to come to a course, nothing. It's all there. Stop making excuses. Yes. I love Ooh. it, man. No excuses, just results. Uh, Michael, I have a question that I'm guessing probably everybody has asked themselves once when they meet you. Did you actually change your name to Michael Unbroken? <laughs> so, great question. Um, it's incredibly difficult, much more so than you might think, um, and it requires a lot of legal things that I just mm. don't want to deal with. Yeah. But for the sake of the conversation, we're going to say is it is it is right. That's your, if you call me point. something else, I wouldn't even answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This. Well, what if I call you uh, Master Chicken Wing Chef? Would you answer? Then you'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. All right, Fonzie. Let's bring it back down. <laughs> bring it down, man. Uh, Michael, anything else you want to add before we head out? Look, man, I, I just want to, and I appreciate it. And, and thank you guys, because being here with you makes you guys a part of my mission. And, and that means the world to me. Uh, you know, so often people, I believe, I know this to be true because they'll reach out to me and live like, man, you're so special. Like, I, I wish I could be like you. There's only one me. Don't be me, be you. And, and recognizing that being you, when you own it, your life will be different. Like stop being afraid of people's opinions. Stop being afraid of not wearing the shirt you want to wear or the clothes or the glasses or the book you want to read or the music you want to listen to. Because if you don't, I promise you, you're going to die with regret. And that to me is the biggest fear on planet earth. Like mm. there, there's nothing that terrifies me more than that. And so if you can be willing to step into the discomfort of owning who you are, Man, great things are ahead. Yes. Dude. On that note, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platforms and at BizBrosco. That is right. And if Michael here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode, follow, and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>